Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to an emergency episode of the NBA podcast. This is episode 237, and as predicted, Anthony Davis has been traded. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski just broke the news a few minutes ago. He is being traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including number four overall in this year's draft. So we will talk about... The, what it means for both sides, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here because we're gonna, waiting for more details about pick protections. So bear with us if more stuff comes in, but we wanted to react ASAP. Before we get to all that, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handle, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes and anywhere else podcasts are found. So please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. It'd really help us out. We're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. Let's get all the pleasantries and, and the introduction out of the way, because Anthony Davis is traded. Come on, let's let's get on with it immediately. The, 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 the New Orleans Pelicans got it all. This is an amazing... I'm all hyped up. It's almost 1 a.m. in the morning, and I'm looking at this trade, and the Pelicans just... Holy crap, what a package they just got. Three three first-rounders, including number four. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. I didn't, come on, what the Lakers have left right now? LeBron, AD, Kuzma, Kuzma. like, Bonga. Mo Wagner. <laughs> yeah, Bonga, Mo Wagner. I think that might be it. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I love this from the, for the Pelicans. Like, obviously, we don't know about the protections on at least two of the draft picks. We we know that given that the number four overall is included, like there are two draft picks that are somewhat unaccounted for. Yep. But but I still love it. I yep. absolutely love this haul. Yeah. It, we're we're just gonna assume, I guess, that both picks are unprotected. Um if we get information as we're recording that changes that, we'll we'll change our analysis as such. But I would assume it is this year's number four, and then presumably 21 and 2023 first round unprotected picks, most likely. <laughs> Which at this at that point, if true, LeBron will be, you know, significantly older, maybe not even playing for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and you're looking at a situation where AD might be all alone there. Uh, well, I, I mean, and then again, because this basically opens the door to the Lakers needing a third guy. Right, right. So I wrote a thing on Forbes the other day um, about how the timing of this thing really matters because it seemed like, you know, when Woj reported Wednesday that the Lakers and the Celtics were in, 
all the the talk that's happened over the last few days about how Kyrie's like all but certainly going to the Nets. You had to assume Boston was just in there to drive <laughs> the price up on the Lakers a little bit. I didn't ever really think they were a serious contender for AD, just given the Kyrie uncertainty. Um, but the I'm, Lakers. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm glad you just mentioned the Celtics because Mark Stein just tweeted. The Boston Celtics refused to make Jason Tatum available <laughs> in trade talks. Of course they did. Danny Ainge, you <laughs> sly dog. Oh, man. What a surprise. Danny Ainge, he's, I can't wait for the press conference on Tuesday where he's like, we are this close to yeah. trading for Anthony. This close. Our offer was better. And they just denied us. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so the Lakers thing is really interesting because... The timing of this deal really matters. Right now, the Lakers could have... I mean, ideally, what the Lakers will want to do is use their cap space and then make the trade for Davis official. Right now, they have plenty of cap space, so they could accept him without worrying about salary matching. But in that scenario, there's no way for them, even if they somehow got rid of Kuzma, Wagner, Banga, everyone, if it's literally just James, Davis... Uh, Luol Deng has $5 million in stretched salary on their books and then 10 incomplete roster charges, which would add up to about $8.9 million. All of that would give them about $78.5 million in salary commitment on the books, gives them $30.5 in cap space. The max for a guy like Clay, Jimmy, Tobias, Kemba, whoever, is 32.7, so it leaves them $2.2 million short of being able to offer a max if the Davis deal goes down before they use their cap space. So we haven't seen, Woj hasn't reported about how the order of operations is going to go down, but that's like my first question is, are the Pelicans going to make the the Lakers do this deal on July 6th when the moratorium lifts? That would be interesting. That would very much be interesting because, yeah, we talked about your idea last time around. I was, I was already, you know, desperate when I saw this this trade. I was like, oh my god, they're probably on the trade call right now. But you're right; it, it has to be done afterwards, right? Yeah, it has to be done yeah. after yeah. after the uh, the more because they they literally cannot match salaries until July first, even if they included every player on their roster not named LeBron James, um, they'd be about a million dollars short. The number four pick they trade this year counts as nothing in terms of salary matching until they sign yep. that guy to a contract. And at that point, they can't trade him for 30 days. So what they gave up, uh, Ingram, Ball, the number four, and Hart will work in terms of salary matching. So that's not a concern. It's just a matter of if they have to do it right away or if the Pelicans are like, whatever, you know, we'll... We, the the deal is agreed to now. The Pelicans will effectively be, be making the number four pick. But it, as we said last time, it might be a Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins situation where it's not official until late July, early August, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that's one angle of it because obviously nothing's done until it's done. Right. In that sense. But it, it does seem like this is definitely going to be a thing. I mean, we know Rich Paul has been working this angle for a long time he wanted ad in la or you know maybe ad wanted la we, we were not really sure on that angle because there are a lot of different scenarios here at play or at least different perspectives um let's go to the lakers side of things though yeah you know i mean this is obviously a huge get yeah <clears throat> but i still can't help but feel that you know ad and lebron age wise they don't really 
line up necessarily. Yeah, for the next two years they will, but down the line, then then you basically have to pivot to Davis as the centerpiece of the franchise. Yeah. At what at that point he's probably going to be, let me see, like twenty eight, twenty nine. So at that point you're going to be looking for for players who are in that like you mentioned the the seven to nine or maybe even ten years in the league contracts like max contracts. Mm-hmm. So from a financial perspective down the line, that could get tricky as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Stein it looks like reported that the Lakers are going to target Kemba Walker in free agency. He will be one of their top targets. Um, mm-hmm. That is interesting, if only because Kemba the other day came out and said Charlotte's his top priority. He would take less than Max to sign there. But right. now, as we talked about last time, the West is suddenly wide open um, with the Warriors, with Clay and KD. Their injuries, regardless of where they go in free agency. So if you're Kemba Walker and you know the Lakers want you, all of a sudden it's like, oh, if I go there, they have LeBron and AD. I could be part of a big three. Like, who is there? Denver, Utah, Portland, OKC. Are you really afraid of any of those teams? I mean, Kemba hasn't gotten out of the first round of the playoffs in his eight-year career in Charlotte. Is he willing to take what inevitably would be a pay cut? I mean, they can. the Lakers can... Un- at most, even you know, in the best case scenario, timing wise, they can offer him no more than four years, one hundred forty point six million. The Hornets can offer five years up to two hundred twenty one point three. So it's an eighty million dollar difference here, if the Hornets offer him the supermax. Yeah. And while you were speaking, Chris Haynes has a tweet out, and Anthony Davis, who could sign extension with the Lakers this offseason, will play out the 2019-2020 season and enter free agency next year yeah. like sources tell yahoo sports that makes sense yeah, That's, yeah it does but it's it's i mean it's important to to just get that out there because i have seen a lot of lakers fans just kind of anticipate that if they get davis like they lock him up immediately like rich paul made it a, a mission of his in that si interview uh last week i want to say no earlier this week basically saying anthony davis will be a free agent mm-hmm. in 2020 right yeah right yeah, I, I mean, there is no reason. He can make more money if he just plays out his contract and then um, signs next summer. Now, the question is, does he do it? So he does he structure his deal such that he can opt out after he has 10 years of experience in the league and re-sign a long-term deal when he can, you know, hit the 35% threshold right away? Mm. We'll, we'll see there. But, I you know, it seems like from every... Every indication is Anthony Davis wanted to go to the Lakers. He was targeting them as a free agent in 2020. This is not a rental scenario. You know, I wouldn't, if I'm a Lakers fan right now, I would not be panicking about Chris Haynes' tweet. Like, Anthony Davis is going to be with your team long term. This, it just makes the most financial sense for him to play out his deal and then resign next year. Right. Hey, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. 
What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Now let's flip the script to the Pelicans, Bry. Yeah. That's Jared Culver at four, right? I hope so. I'd, my God. Yeah. That could, I mean, <laughs> look, I know this is not a deep draft, but if you get Sion Williamson and Jared Culver, that's, that's, that's probably the best case scenario you could ever imagine in your NBA 2K <laughs> league by, if you're forced to trade Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, so you have, in theory, if you go Culver at four, you could have a starting five next year of Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Culver, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. It's a little light on size. You probably want a big in there, so maybe one of the maybe Culver doesn't start. He, you know, maybe he's a six man, and you get a real center in there. But like that is a small ball lineup of death. Like mm-hmm. we, we might have just seen the demise of the Warriors. That could be the second coming of what the Warriors just had. Lonzo would need to learn how to shoot, of course, but you know that that's a hell of a start to or a hell of a point to start a rebuild from. So I actually have a feeling the Pelicans aren't entirely done. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Lonzo stays. Yeah, think I think he goes. The, I think he goes to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Chicago for number seven. Yeah. Man, man. Yeah. So if that if that happens, let's just play that out for for the Pelicans. If they end up with number one, four, and seven, that's that's Sion, that's Jared Culver, and at seven, I mean, a point guard has to drop there because then the the promise, the supposed promise that the Lakers made to Darius Garland is kind of void. Right. So yeah, he would presumably go to six. Uh, to the yeah, Suns at six, so Kobe well, White would Sun, be there. So the Suns have allegedly promised Kobe White. Yeah, but I mean, I would think they would take Garland over White. I would hope they would take Garland over White, but who knows? Right, but that this is why I hate you know the idea of making promises. Yeah, well, we don't know that they made a promise. There is no, no, but if we if we assume that they did because right. of the reports, right? Right, right, it's right. just a, it's just never a good idea to make promises. But Correct. but yeah, right. So even if, let's just assume it's one of uh, Darius Garland, Kobe White dropping down to seven. Yeah. I mean, immediately you have a young core in place and, and not just, you know, your own drafted core of those three, but also Ingram and, and Josh Hart. Yeah. And then two, <laughs> two draft picks incoming as well. Yeah. I mean, did, does Rob Palinga know what he just agreed to? I, I just think it's a move he had to make. You can't, especially based on, you know, Woj the last week or so has been saying the Lakers are not front runners or really even in the conversation for any of the top free agents. I, you know, I think the writing's on the wall at a certain point, and we've mm. said this multiple times, but the Lakers could not afford LeBron's heading into his age 35 season. The Lakers can't afford a repeat of what just happened this past year. So they, they had to get someone and likely had to get someone before the draft since the number four pick is one of their highest upside assets. Yeah. Um, you know, and now 
you go into free agency with these two guys in place again depending on the timing maybe you can even get a big three then you can start seeing about you'll have the room exception you'll have nothing else you'll have the room exception a bunch of minimum contracts so it's you know it's those three guys kuzma the room exception and a bunch of ring chasers it's not a particularly deep deep team and you know it's not like anthony davis has been the picture of health over the years i wouldn't feel super great about that but if those guys stay healthy they have enormous upside you could talk yourself into them representing the west in the finals next year um yeah i mean like frankly i i like the deal from both sides i think it's a move the lakers had to make and if everything goes right for them they didn't give up all that much in terms of just like their window changed when they signed LeBron last summer. Like they had to, they couldn't devote years and years to developing Ingram, Lonzo, those young guys anymore. Like they, you sign a 34 year old LeBron James or a 33 year old at the time, you're in a win now window immediately. So this was always the logical course of action was there at some point they have a bunch of young guys and you know, they, lucked into this really high pick they had to trade them for someone established and just you know try to capitalize on the remainder of lebron's prime yeah Uh, yeah i I mean you have to know what you're getting yourself into when you sign lebron like you said and and that just in this day and age that means you go for it immediately immediately there's just there's no two ways about it and i i gotta say though anthony davis that that's not a bad go get him deal i mean that's the player right there who can not only support LeBron immediately so he doesn't have to wait, but then as we, we said on top of the show here, uh, he, he you can pivot to him as the centerpiece moving forward. So there, there are definitely a lot of positives to take away from, from the Lakers in terms of their top heaviness, mm-hmm. but their depth, as you alluded to, I mean, we saw how much depth or lack of depth can, can be uh, a cause of issues for Golden State in the finals. Yeah, I mean, you you need depth to win, and this is not it so far. We'll see what happens. I, I kind of hope for the Lakers' sake that they find a, a trade for for Kuzma for a, a proper guard. I think mm. that would just align their entire team a little bit more, especially if they don't get, you know, that elusive third guy in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a you. I mean, we really have to just look at this trade like 24 hours from now instead, because right now the reactions are all up and like <laughs> it's uh, right. it's difficult to get like a full picture of it. Right. But overall, I mean, I, I I love it for the for for the Pelicans more so than I do the Lakers, just because this is getting a this is just the best case scenario, as I said. Yeah. For when you are forced to trade a superstar, like it's never fun. I the entire Pelicans fan base, like I follow a bunch of them and. They were just, I mean, they've been so, so disappointed, you know, prior to winning the lottery, of course, with this whole endeavor. I mean, they were, it was looking bleak. Mm-hmm. They win the lottery and they just bring in the haul for Davis. I mean, this couldn't have gone any better. And they got one of the best GMs in the game. It's just, it's coming up millhouse for the yeah. Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, has any franchise had as good of a month as the Pelicans have had since, like, Kevin Durant went to the Warriors? Oh, that's a good question. No, I, that's a really good I don't think so, no. that That's a very good point. But, I mean, just between getting 
Griffin winning the number one pick, getting Zion, and then you know getting this much for a yeah. guy who very publicly forced his way out, which usually always lowers like trade value significantly. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a that's a brilliant point. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. It's I man. It's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I mean, this this changes everything heading into free agency now because. The Lakers are suddenly much more enticing. The Pelicans, I you know, I have not run the numbers at all. Um, Bobby Marks says they have eighteen point eight million dollars of cap space after the Davis trade. Um, we'll see when the Pelicans could use it, either July sixth or July thirtieth. So he's implying, you know, what we did at the top of the episode about, um, you, you know, whether if they're going to force the trade right away. Um, Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids' and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance i wonder man does randall come back now <laughs> i mean I, I i don't know i he, look the market is so weird and with with both you know the clay and kd injuries i just wrote about this for forbes actually you know the, that the the free agency market is just going to go haywire now because it's two big pieces off the chessboard presumably at least to some extent uh, julius randall is looking at a max right in this market Oh no, I don't think so. Really, a max? I, I could tell. Look, he just averaged twenty-one points, almost nine rebounds, and over three assists in thirty minutes per game. In this market right now, where you know several pieces are off the board, and so many teams have just carved out money. Yeah, it only takes one man. I, I could totally see Randall getting a max offer, or at least something that is like inches to it. I, so, I mean, maybe the the Knicks, if they, it, it just feels like the pieces are falling in place such that all of the teams that really made a lot of space, we'll see what happens with the Clippers. Because if yeah. Kawhi, but they, there was a report that came out last night that said if they don't get Kawhi or KD, they're going to be, they're going to tread lightly. Like they're not going to splurge and, you know, right. pull a 2010 Knicks and sign Amari Stoudemire to a five-year monster deal. Like I, I don't think... I just can't think of who who would be desperate enough because now the Lakers, like, I don't think the Lakers, well, <laughs> something tells me there's some bad blood there. I don't, I don't think Julius Randle is going back to L.A. Um, no, but I mean, they're, I mean, okay, so I'm not saying they're they're necessarily going to max him. Yeah. But we've talked about how the Brooklyn Nets really need an interior presence, right? Yeah, but if they get Kyrie, are they really going to max? They're going to spend the rest of their cap space on Randle? Maybe not the rest of it, but a significant chunk. My point is, max or no max, I could see him receiving an offer somewhere that is so extensive that the Pelicans go, ah, thank you for the one season, but uh, we're we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it'll be interesting because he's... I mean, the, the Pelicans now could just reassemble the 2016-17 or 2017-18 Lakers, I guess. If they bring back Randall, they have Ingram, Hart, uh, Lonzo. 
I mean, that would be great. Yeah, and, but and, you add Zion and Drew Holiday to that. That's actually a, probably a pretty good team. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and, and also, it's funny to me that Zion is like most most NBA comps like for the for the basement of Zion is basically Julius Randle. Right. I mean, I think that's a little harsh on Randall because he's really, really good. But I, I think Randall specifically, even though he's he's not old, he's only 24, he would function as a pretty good mentor for Sion, at least in the early parts of, of Sion's career. Like, yeah. he can take the ball off the backboard and, and run down the court and initiate plays from the power forward precision. That's essentially what Williamson does all the time. So if he can teach Sion the minutia of it, that would be pretty huge. Yeah. So there's also this tweet from Ramona Shelburne I just saw. It says, going to be interesting to see the details on the picks L.A. just gave Nola. From what I understand, the Pelicans didn't want the Lakers' first-round pick next year, but through pick swaps, they essentially have control of the Lakers' draft for the next seven years. Holy crap. So I don't—again, we're, we're waiting for details here. And we'll, we'll obviously, on our, in our next episode, once the dust settles on this, we'll, right. we'll have a little more clear of mind reaction and hopefully a little more details here. But this makes me wonder if they also got some pick swaps included. It seems like it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so it, so imagine if the votes report of the three first-round draft picks, those were the, like the, the clear-cut, no-nonsense, you're going to get these draft picks, much like in the, in the Brooklyn... Uh, Boston trade from 2013. Right, right. And then he just didn't report on the years in between. Yeah. Because you can actually go that route. Yeah. It's important. Like, I, I know a lot of people, you know, <laughs> are used to 2K with the Stepien rule and all that. Right. But you can actually trade multiple picks. Just you, you kind of disguise it as a pick swap instead. Right, yeah. So you, you can get a pick back. It's just much lower in value. And the Nets did that in the KG Paul Pierce Right. I believe the 2017 pick that the the um, the Celtics used ultimately on I I want to say this 2017 pick was the one they used, they won that was the year they got the number one pick and that was a pick swap from Brooklyn and we have a new vote uh, tweet teams are already expressing significant interest in the number number four overall pick belonging now to the Pelicans league sources tell ESPN. Talks are expected to continue over the next few days. This deal could get even bigger for the Pelicans. Huh. Interesting. Well, so let's talk about the Pelicans in terms of what should be next for them. Yeah. Because um, they have Drew, who is great, but he's not on the same timeline as really anyone else, either Zion or the young guys they got in this deal. Correct. Um, they also have this cap space, depending on you know somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty million dollars. So I'm, <laughs> I was tasked <laughs> well, for Forbes. I will be writing a free agency preview for the Pelicans, which just got very interesting. Yes, um, you you have a lot of work in front of you. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to keep that between the seven hundred and a thousand words. Send your prayers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 direction do you think they should take here more? Do you think they should go after some kind of win now vets? Even you know, even like Randall types, like youngish guys who can continue developing, should they just go for one year balloon deals that they could trade later? Or should they do what a lot of rebuilding teams do and, you know, say, I'll take your Alan Crab if you give me another first round pick? 
that's what I would do personally, at least because you're presumably building around Scion. Mm-hmm. But the, on the flip side of this, and I, I realized that that it's Scion, and and really that's what the Pelican should be realizing as well, because we we had Ricky O'Donnell on, and he made a very very correct point about Scion is NBA ready, like yeah. physically and basketball IQ wise, he's NBA ready, like he's ready to go right now. He may actually have you know the, the first five years of his career uh, career might be you know All Star caliber seasons, right? So. If, if they're working under that assumption, then hell yeah, it's about getting a player in who is going to make a difference. Like, I, I'm kind of thinking again, because, uh, I mean, the Bulls have been all over this. Again, all the rumors have been have, have been pointing to the Bulls in regards to the number four pick and the seventh pick that they possess for Lonzo Ball and whatnot. With the four overall now apparently being somewhat available, I could see Zach Levine being included mm-hmm. here. Yeah, because the Bulls, the Bulls uh, allegedly want Culver, as I understand it, and yeah. are also interested in a point guard. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it comes down to what they believe maybe is like between you know Derek Culver, maybe a Darius Garland, I suppose, mm-hmm. and the number four pick. Having that controls a lot of that destiny for him. So I don't know. It could be interesting. I, I think I mean Zach Levine is not the <laughs> the most perfect player in the world, but he is a scorer and, efi- and an efficient one of that putting him in in uh, in New Orleans alongside that team. Yeah. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering now, I mean, I've seen a couple of people tweet this, so I'm sorry for stealing this idea, but you know, there were rumors that Atlanta who has 8, 10, 17 and 3 second round picks wanted to move up in this year's draft. I'm oh, wondering yeah, if they, they get involved they for Culver. number 4. Cuz yeah. Cuz Culver would be a great great fit there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would that just okay. So imagine if if that actually happens, all three of those picks. Yeah. So <laughs> that that would just be absurd. So so the Pelicans would go into this draft with with number one, number eight, number ten, and number seventeen. Yeah. And if they move ball to Chicago or seven, right. it would be one, seven, eight, ten, and seventeen. I mean, this isn't the best draft to have multiple. <laughs> first round draft picks necessarily but i i kind of i kind of get the idea of it like that's that's pretty ambitious if that's their point of view about it yeah man this is crazy this is so many opportunities just opened up is my point here yeah hey it's jamie progressive's employee of the month two months in a row leave a message at the Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your family is special. That's why Pathways Financial Credit Union offers many mortgage options to help you buy that special home or refinance your current home. Pathways offers some of the best rates and lowest fees you'll find anywhere in the country. As the fastest growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years, you know you can trust our mortgage professionals to do what's best for you. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the ncua well let's quickly focus 
on some losers of the trade because it seems like we at least like it for both sides for the Lakers uh, and the Pelicans. The Boston Celtics might be the biggest loser of all, which just brings such a smile to my face. After years, years of gearing up and hoarding assets and saying, we're going to get Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is now going to the Lakers, and the Celtics are probably going to lose Kyrie Irving in two weeks. I mean, do we even have Celtics fans left on this (laughs) podcast because of you? Not anymore. No. Have fun paying Jalen Brown this summer. They are the losers, and if the reports uh, about Jason Tatum is true, that's unfortunate. Uh, That's very much Danny Ainge, you know, I don't want to trade Terry Rozier kind of mentality, which is uh, problematic. Obviously, you couldn't facilitate this trade right now because of Kyrie Irving's presence on the roster, but you could have agreed to it, and then you know, with the caveat that he would return, whatever, and then completed uh, after the moratorium, right? Yeah. 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 No, it's not great. They're definitely a loser. Uh, the Knicks, loser as well. Yeah. Uh, they were probably hoping to get Davis in New York. Yeah. But they I mean, couldn't his, They couldn't compete yeah. with this offer. They couldn't. And that's, that's kind of my point. They never could. I mean, that yeah. was always ambitious. But even so, if that was the player they had... You know, set up for not being able to get him that makes them a loser in that definition yeah and if you know they're probably gonna get kd maybe yep. yep who's gonna sit out a full year it's gonna be so tricky for the knicks to field a proper team next year it, it, i don't like the way it's looking for them this summer yeah um who else is a loser because i mean there there weren't that many teams in the running really yeah i mean i think Really, Boston and New York are the two big ones. And to be clear, like, I'm trolling the Celtics because I just think it's, like, it's really kind of absurd how well they were set up even six months ago when, or eight months ago, I guess at this point, when, you know, Kyrie sits in front of season ticket holders and says, if you'll have me, I'll resign here. And then Jay King of The Athletic comes out the next day and says, yeah, oh, by the way, uh, Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis have already talked about what it would be like for him to play or for them to play in Boston together. Mm. And all of a sudden you can talk yourself into, oh, God, they could have a big four next year of Irving, Davis, Horford, Hayward, who will be another year removed from the ankle injury, hopefully be back closer to his old form. Like they could have been set up as the next Eastern Conference powerhouse. Right. They do still have... I mean, like, Tatum and Brown is not a bad consolation package to rebuild around, but Agreed. they are going to take a step back now. And, and I don't know what they do at the point. Do they re-sign Roger? Do they go after... You know, it, it seems like Ricky Rubio will be widely available this summer, but they... I don't believe they're going to have cap space even, or considerable cap space, even if Kyrie leaves, so yeah. it's not like they can go after a D'Angelo Russell or anyone like that. I, I guess maybe just resigning Roger, just hold your nose and pray it's not over twenty million. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> even even over fifty million, I wouldn't even touch that. Oh my god! But they they, they could be looking at it. By the way, Brandon Ingram, um, apparently, I don't know if this was on Instagram or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> Just posted a huge smiley. <laughs> like, he's extremely happy about this. He should be. 
He really, I mean, yeah. the Lakers guys got out of a completely dysfunctional organization yeah. where LeBron James has been trying to trade them for five months, and they're going to a well-run team that now has Zion Williamson, who's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, who seems poised to become one of the NBA's next superstars and who's right along their age. Like, they can all grow together, develop together. That's a good thing. Oh, I mean, I mean of course. Yeah, um, I just saw the smiley face too. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, there's there's also more to it. I think the way that LeBron kind of handled this whole thing for LA. I mean, I know that AD still wanted to go there, but does this make LeBron even less desirable to play with for other NBA younger NBA players at least? Oh, I imagine yeah. so. I mean, right? I can't imagine any young guy wants to play with him at this point. Right? No. Yeah. It's these are. It's like he's. <laughs> In the 30 or above club, basically. Like, Kemba and Jimmy Butler are the youngest guys, I think, that will happily go there. Yeah. So this is basically, like, the last chance he has to, to like, field a proper team with yeah. with stars. Yeah, yeah. Until they age out, and then it's, like, LeBron, you know, r- robot LeBron at age 45 <laughs> asking <laughs> everybody to come play with him, and nobody will, everybody will be like, nope. Right, right. Yeah. The, the one other thing for the Pelicans is... Uh, Ingram's up for an extension this summer. I'm going to assume they don't sign him unless it's just such a team-friendly deal that, you know, they've got to see what's up with the blood clot issue. Um, You know, knock on wood. Literally everyone, please knock on the nearest piece of wood in your house. Um, It won't recur, and he'll just go on to have a long, healthy career. That's, you know, that that would be great for everyone. But that is an uncertainty. Um, Lonzo, if they do keep him, has two years remaining on his deal, so he'll be up for an extension next summer. So they do have cap space right now, um, even if, you know, if only to keep uh, Ingram's cap hold on the books. Maybe that's the only reason you do it next year instead of giving him, you know, a full max extension right now, which I don't think he would deserve anyway. Um, But his cap hold would probably be cheaper than whatever extension he ends up signing. So, they may have cap room next summer to add another impact player, but after that, it's going to dry up pretty quickly because you're, yeah. you know, you're still gonna you're gonna have Drew, I believe, for at least two more years, if not three, um, and then Ingram and Lonzo will come up pretty quickly there. Yeah, unless you just kind of move Drew and see what yeah. you can get. I mean, you, I, Drew's good. You, oh yeah, this isn't this is not a situation. I've seen a few people on Twitter suggest that if the Pelicans were to move Drew Holiday, they would have to attach assets. Where I'm like, no, 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 no. He's he's like one of those guys who will get assets in in yes. return. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's that good. Um, so so you forget all about that. He's one of those guys you should definitely look to trade if yeah. you are going with the young core and and you're deciding to go all in on that end. Um. I could imagine there'd be like 15 teams in the NBA just ready and you know, oh my god, a chance yeah to yeah. jump at holiday for sure. No, I mean he's owed 26 million dollar, a little bit under like 25.976 million. So right up 26 million this coming season, next year, so 2020 and 2021, and he has a 26.9 million dollar player option the following year, 2021, 2022. So he was definitely under contract for two more years could be under contract for three more years he's still relatively young he's under 30 
He's one of the best two-way point guards in the league or two-way guards in the league since who right. knows, you know, what position he'll be playing next year. Yeah, he would definitely get you assets. And I, yeah. I think there's no immediate urgency on the Pelican side of things to trade him. I think you're going to want to probably keep him around as a culture setter, not just for the Lakers guys, these young guys, but also Zion. I think, you know, it seems like Drew Holiday has a fantastic reputation around that organization um, as just a really, like, work hard, bust your ass, great locker room leader. Uh, and I think they're going to want to have that in place, especially, you know, as they're entering this transition period where they, they're moving from Anthony Davis is the face of our franchise to now Zion Williamson's the face of our franchise. Yeah. My God, Zion Williamson saved everything here, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the Pelicans, when this stuff came out in January, I could not have imagined this working out as well as it did for the Pelicans, and it's really because of Zion. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was just, you know, so, sorry for all the breaks. I mean, obviously both of ours are just kind of scrolling through Twitter as well right yeah. now, and every time Voach tweets, we're like, oh, <laughs> and, and he just like linked a story for it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm just going to see if there are any protections on the pick. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't seem that way, does it? Not that I'm, at least not that he's immediately reporting. Uh, it says. The Pelicans are shopping number four, had significant interest in talks in recent days. Teams are pursuing Garland and Kobe White, which gives mm-hmm. New Orleans a chance for an even bigger haul. Yeah, it. Uh, Ingram is expected to be back on the court in July and ready for training camp, so that's good news. But yeah, no, no word yet on other picks, protections, or pick swaps, I should say, protections, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, more, do you have any final immediate reactions here? Should we should we go and sleep this off for a few days and then reconvene once more details are in place? I think that's a good idea. But either way, I do think I mean the Pelicans just came out of this winners. Not not yeah. not in the sense necessarily that that the Lakers lost a trade. I mean, when a team gets Anthony Davis, it's really hard to say that they lost a trade. I don't necessarily think of it that way. Yeah. But just given the situation they were in to the situation they are in now the pelicans are just they, they like you just said it man they they've had the best month in like what three years four yeah. years of any nba team this yeah. is this is outstanding i mean this couldn't and, and it happened for a small market team which just makes my my heart all warm and fussy i know congratulations pelicans fans i'm genuinely yeah. happy for you i'm i'm just glad this stupid crap is over it's been you know it's just been such a this is one of the most annoying trade sagas, probably since Dwight Howard getting out of the Magic. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't funny like Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. <laughs> we we at least needed like uh, him, him playing with third stringers and screaming "You effing need me" at his general manager. That that was enjoyable. Anthony Davis. That, like, that wearing, was very fun. Yeah, yeah, his his like that's all folks shirt, and then like, oh, I wasn't paying attention to who dressed me. Like, okay, shut up, <laughs> Anthony Davis. I, you know, if, if anything. My final thought here is no matter what happens with the Lakers this summer in free agency, the Warriors had been the villains for the last three years since they got Kevin Durant. They were mm-hmm. the villains of the NBA. Based on what happened in the finals, I think fans at least had grudging respect for them 
just because yeah. of the injuries and like Clay, Clay Thompson pulling having his Kobe moment where he suffers a serious injury and still is like, ah, oh, I'm good. I'll, I'll just shoot some free throws. I'll play D. I'm good. Um, yeah. And now they're just going to be so weakened, at least in the 2019-20 season, that I don't think they will have the same kind oh, of vitriol. Going with this, the Lakers are the new villains, right? Yeah. LeBron James yeah, is back oh. to being a villain. And and you know what? I think that was always his destiny. Yeah, and that's not to crab on LeBron, who's obviously great. Um, right. But yeah, I think that was always where it was going to end up. Yeah. And what if even if it, they don't get a third star and it's just him and Davis, I think the percept the public perception uh, toward Davis has gone so south since January. Mm-hmm. Plus, Lakers fans are about to be insufferable. They are, and I think part of this is also the clutch sports angle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God, Ben Simmons is going there in three years. He is. There's, <sighs> yeah. There's no two ways about it, is there? Oh my God, uh, we're gonna have to stop recording this podcast by then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, this was a nice way of spending, you know, <laughs> just past midnight, <laughs> right? Early Sunday morning. It's, right. It's. Uh, 1.30 in the morning right now. So uh, I'm still going to be up for the next two hours just <laughs> writing an article for Forbes, I think, and and generally just looking after Boach Bombs because yeah. I have a feeling this night is only getting started. I wouldn't be surprised. This is the NBA, man. It's fun. It's, I love it. I, I'm just happy they didn't do this on Thursday night. I'm glad we had a day or two to breathe um, <laughs> after the finals. But, yeah, welcome to the off season. It's here. It's madness. It's only going to get crazier these next couple weeks. So I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. It's and it's Christmas next Thursday as well. Yep. I mean, it's all good. Yep. I love it. So yep. follow us on, at the NBA Pod on Twitter. You will find all of our latest episodes there. Something tells me we'll be having a pretty steady volume these next couple weeks. You can also find us on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. Please on iTunes. Uh, subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. It really help us out. And we are now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Toporek, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Mort, go get some sleep. Brace yourself. It's going to be a crazy week. <laughs> no chance in hell, man. I'm staying up to, like, four. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right, catch you in a couple days, buddy. You too, man. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel, act on it and make them feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com xm. At Pathways Financial Credit Union, we know things come up that might require extra family funds. You could use the equity in your home to help pay for almost anything, from home improvements to a family vacation. Our home equity line of credit has rates and payments much lower than a traditional loan or credit card. Find out why Pathways is the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the NCUA.